0: all right we ready to go reg how you doing today good yeah i'm doing all right feel good instruments in good shape today which is always good news when it's recording day (laughs) what do you say we get started right have we we fixed the little technical glitch of last time where where it wasn't striking When when the music wasn't hitting right when you're hitting the button so it wasn't tight do we got that do we know Oh, okay. Well, then we'll just, (laughs) we think so. Okay, good. Well, then I guess we'll experiment again. Here we go. I'll give you the three S's. I'll give you the countdown. You give me the music, if you can, (laughs) at the right time. And I will give you the podcast, whether it feels tight or not. (laughs) All right? Okay. (laughs) Okay. Put it in the books, by the way. We got episode 324. We're approaching that zero and five theory of mine, that every time with a five or a zero, it's always important. But we're at 324. doesn't mean that this will be any less of a podcast. Okay, ready to go? We'll see how the music sounds this time. Star, smile, strong. Three, two, one. Hey, it's Elton Jim Toronto, and this is Captain Podtastic. (laughs) okay what wow is it what okay three two one let's pretend three two one see it works then every time okay here we go three two one hey it's elton jim toronto and this is captain podtastic And welcome to another episode of Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic. Every Monday, a new episode is posted at WGNRadio.com or wherever you go to find your favorite podcast. We are there. And don't forget, it's not just enough to listen. you got to hit the streets. Taking it to the streets. I ain't blind and I don't like what I think I see. Oh, that's a terrible Michael McDonald. Oh, my God. I ain't blind and I don't like what I think I see. That's a little better. Oh, my gosh. That first one was terrible. Anyway, take it to the streets. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell anybody who listens to a podcast that your favorite podcast is Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic, and it should be theirs, too. Your loyalty and devotion is much appreciated. And don't forget, if you like what you hear, go to WGNRadio.com, hit the prompt for podcasts, hit the prompt for this podcast, and you will find tons and tons of podcasts just waiting for you to listen to and binge on for hours and hours and hours. How about more than 300 hours, possibly? How about more than 310 hours? How about more than 320 hours? How about more than 323 hours? Because that's how many are in the bank right now. So welcome to episode 324. So here we are in the, uh, in the pretty much the, it, it's not the sweet spot of summer, but... Uh, Considering that it seems that uh, September used to be the official beginning of fall, but uh, weather-wise, that's not the case anymore, and we still get eighty-degree weather well into September. At least we have for the last several years, to the point where you really can't even you know count on uh, September first or you know the whole um, you know Labor Day thing is uh, you know the beginning of fall. It really isn't at least here in Chicago. We've had 80-degree uh, temperatures through September and even into October. And then we go right from a few days of 60 to, like, 30, and we're back into winter. So it's been an odd. Everybody talks about living in the Midwest, and you have, oh, it's so nice. You have the change of seasons. Well, we do, but they, uh, they're not as um, equally distributed, shall we say, as they used to be. It seems as though winter uh, certainly is long, but um, it's taking a little longer. It's still longer than summer, right? Uh, but it takes a little longer to get started as it used to. And fall is phew, three, three blinks and fall is over. That's the sad thing. We, we may be losing fall. We might we you know somewhere down the line here uh, it, we might just have three seasons because <laughs> i don 't think you know a couple of a week or so of um, of moderate temperatures qualifies for a season right I mean in theory the meteor meteor and I went through this many if you want to talk about going back to listening to old I always tell you to go listen to back to old podcasts so you 'll know what i 'm talking about. Very early in uh, going back to 2016, uh, I was talking about the weather and I was talking about meteorological summer and fall and winter and spring. Meteorological, it's not an easy word to say. Here in Chicago, we've got uh, a well known weatherman named Tom Skilling who. He's been here for more than forty years, and is 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 considered the authority on all things weather in this city, if not in the country. Because WGN Channel Nine uh, at least used to go around the country. I don't know if it still does anymore on on cable or satellite. But uh, Tom Skilling certainly has quite a a well deserved, respectful reputation as being the most knowledgeable, and if if not the most knowledgeable, certainly the most inherently enthusiastic and energetic about weather. The man loves his job. There's no question about that. That is one person that you can say who loves his job, and it's no BS. And uh, he often points out that, you know, when we talk about the beginning of, of of every season, or like you know, winter or or spring or, or summer, it's 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 a lot of times based on the um, astronomical calendar. So a lot of times it's like you know, June twentieth is the beginning of summer, the summer solstice, and. And the winter solstice is is usually in, at the end of December, once again, like the twentieth. But, but according to the meteorologists, they do it a lot much. They don't they don't base it on, you know, the druids or the the, the sun or where it is and things like that. They they do it much more, uh, more more cleaner, more easier. So, for instance, meteorological, which is not an easy word to say, uh, winter starts on December 1st, and meteorological spring starts on March 1st, and meteorological summer starts on June 1st, and meteorological (laughs) fall, autumn, starts on September 1st. And uh, I'm still trying to figure out if meteor, meteorological, I believe that's the correct way to say it. It's not an easy word to say. Tom says it like, uh, you know, he says it in his sleep. But uh, for those of us, it's it's not spelled, it's, it's not easily spelled, and it's even more difficult, difficultly uh, pronounced. But I believe it is meteorological. And uh, once again, go back to a very early podcast, and you will hear me. Trying to learn how to say this word, and here I am six years later, still somewhat struggling with it, um, but yeah, as I said um, while meteor meteorologically September first may be the beginning of fall uh, the weather the thermometer does not uh, does not prove that out, and even with um, you know the the astronomical late september we 've been having um, you know, weather in the uh, in the eighties, well into the end of September and even into early October, and the that time period where there's you know the beautiful autumn leaves, uh, they 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 die very quickly and they're gone fast now. They used to hang around for a while. You really have to. There's a small window for those autumnal beautiful leaves if you want to go looking at look as they say, looking at the colors. Uh, you had a lot more time thirty or forty years ago, so there's no question that our our temperatures are changing. Um, what causes it is up for debate, but there's no question it's changing. And uh, but yeah, and, and of course for me, autumn fall is my favorite month, is, or my favorite. It is a month pretty much. <laughs> it's all what autumn is now. If it is that, it's maybe a span of a couple of weeks. But that's always been my favorite season. I'm not a big hot weather guy, and I'm certainly not a cold weather guy. I like moderate. I like a nice, to me, a perfect day. If you want to know what a perfect day is, it's not even, it might be 70 in the, in the low 70s during the day, but certainly uh, I love a nice 55 degree evening. But even for me, I don't mind a, six, a, a, a 65 day and even a 50 evening. So for me I like the fall. I like wearing a uh, a nice little hooded sweatshirt or something like that and uh, and just having just a little a little touch of a breeze or a little not a chill even, but I'm not a hot weather guy. I'm not a hot and humid guy. I know some people love the heat. That is just not me. And uh so, yeah, my favorite season seems to be getting gobbled up by extended summers and then quickly uh, arriving winters. And poor autumn is getting boxed in the middle of that. So I savor every every autumnal fall day that we get, especially the last couple of years. But um, so here we are. In August, August traditionally hot. It starts it starts warming up pretty seriously. I mean, don't forget, astronomical summer starts June 21st, even though here in Chicago we were getting 90s in early June. So summer came early. Um, and we've been getting uh, high 80s, low 90s. Um, a nice mix at times this summer. Uh, not completely oppressive, thankfully, at least with days in a row. Of high temperatures and high humidities where the where the, the air is just so dense with water and humidity that it's hard to even catch your breath and it just feels like literally feels like an oven when you go outside. We haven't had too many, too many of those days. But once again, we we're only at the beginning of this month, and, and who knows, we may get many of those. But that is certainly not my my thing. Some people just love that. I'm just not into it at all. And um so July usually, you know, usually starts getting warm around Fourth of July weekend, and then uh, August is really the hot days. I'll never forget when I played uh, football in high school, and we used to start football practice in August, early to mid August, and we would have double sessions. We would start at like you know eight or nine in the morning, and and then go at two o'clock again in the afternoon. Double sessions we'd have. Boy, when you're young, can you do crazy things? And uh, I mean, look at just think about that. I mean, we would have two to two and a half hour practices easily, uh, if not longer, twice a day in the 80 and 90 degree heat when it was, uh, you know, the humidity was high back then as well. And wow, how did we do that? I just remember being extremely thirsty to the point where my lips were cracking. Because back in those days, uh, and I think I've talked about this too. Uh, in today's world, everybody talks about hydrating. And my gosh, when you watch a football game, as soon as there's a timeout, seventeen guys run at the quarterback with with bottles of water. That the, that that was not the way it was when I was a, a young kid growing up playing sports. Uh, the whole idea of hydration was 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 not uh, even in the discussion. In fact, water was used as a reward. When I played basketball, we would have to, to to run G's. They called them where you went from one the different lines on the basketball court back and forth, back and forth. And uh, oh, if you made a mistake, you had to run fifty G's. No, 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 no drink of water until you get that. Or if you do the G's in a certain amount of time, and then with football it was the same thing. If you didn't, if you did fifteen plays in a row without screwing up, then you could get a drink of water. Water was used as a reward. It wasn't used as, from a health standpoint, to say, we, so these kids won't. I don't know how more of us didn't pass out. And maybe we were on the verge of passing out. I don't know. But uh, it was a different time, certainly, with a different wealth of knowledge about uh, what the body needs. But once again, when you're young, uh, I guess the body is able to uh, withstand that. I just wonder about what damage it does to your body later in life. Uh, that I would like to know. Because now here I am at that point saying, was it worth doing all that stuff, and was I being harmed at the time by using water as a reward? As tell when I tell younger people that story. If I tell anybody in their twenties or thirties and below, you know, the story about how water was used, or even sometimes thirties or forties below, they they look at me like, like, were you born in like the nineteen in, in the eighteen hundreds? What are you talking about? But it's true uh, our, um, our overall knowledge of health and our overall appreciation for health as a society uh, in the last 40 years has completely changed completely changed and uh, for the better I would I, I would hope but uh, yeah back when I was growing up In grammar school and high school, water was used as a reward, not as a, you know, keep, keep, stay hydrated, stay hydrated, stay hydrated. That's all you hear about now. Hydrated, hydrated, hydrated. Back then, we would be so thirsty. You could, oh, you couldn't even. You, you, your your throat was so dry, and especially when you played football in the summer like that, it was your with the dust and the dirt, and so not only was your throat dry, but then it, you were breathing in dust, and oh, and your lips were cracking. I'm not exaggerating this either. It was not fun. It was uh, I, I I don't know how we got through it, but uh, anyway, so here we are in the um, in the in the the dog days of summer, the throws of, of the last throws of summer, at least according to the calendar. And um, at least recently, because of the hot weather, we've had some hot weather here in Chicago and temperatures in the upper 80s, low 90s, some days, as I said before, uh, with, uh, with very high humidity. But even if not, I don't care what, even if there's low humidity, 87 or 88 degrees or 90 degrees, it's still hot. Right. You know, it's, you know, that all that stuff. And I've been to, you know, the West Coast and the, in the, um, in the, the Southwest, everybody. Oh, you know, it's a dry heat. Yeah. Okay. It is a dry heat, but it's still hot. 110 degrees is still hot. Whether there's no humidity or not. If you ever been to Phoenix or Scottsdale or Vegas? It's hot. It's 120 degrees. It's hot. I don't care what you say. But um, so I, I made an interesting observation here, which recently, over the last few weeks, driving around on my usual routine of errands, and uh, and it and it brought back a memory of mine that I thought would be fun to share. Um, so I'm drive. I've been driving down different streets. Going to different places, as I said before, uh, on the routine of, of doing some of the errands that you do, whether it's grocery shopping or going to get gas or whatever it may be. And uh, <laughs> as the heat, as it was, there was a, a, in the last weeks of July and early August, just in the last couple of weeks, um, it was hot here. It was getting in the, in the upper 80s for, for several days in a row. And as I said, the the humidity was varying, but there were some days where the humidity was really up there. So it was it was you know it was hot and muggy. And as I was driving down, and I you know I don't know about you, but uh, I you know, I don't know how much time I save to be honest. Uh, but I like to take shortcuts, and I like to take side streets to to bypass the the busy streets as we call them when, when, are going, when I'm going to my certain places I go to on a regular basis, grocery store, gas station, other places like that. Um, you first, when you first plot out your route, um, you mostly take the major streets. And as time goes on, you... If 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 the major street isn't uh susceptible to waves of heavy traffic you'll you'll stay on that route the whole time why why change But most of the time uh those busy streets uh are designated as such because they are busy <laughs> They are main thoroughfares and they are usually uh, the main drags where a lot of uh, you know businesses are, stores are, commerce, whatever you may call it. And so they are major streets and they are busy streets. And we are in a world today where we've got a lot of cars on the road. And so I, it seems to me almost <laughs> there's not many ma- major arterial streets that aren't busy streets anymore, right? But um, so if with that being the case and traffic, especially in the summer, um being heavier just because it is nice out and so people are out and about going places not just to their usual routine places like the grocery store etc but they're going to other places beaches or restaurants or outings or wherever they're going uh they're out enjoying the weather and so more cars out on the street Everybody talks about, oh, you know, avoid the crowds, avoid the traffic and take public transportation. But I, I don't, I, I, some people do it, but I think most people drive their cars. Just go to any concert and see all the cars in the parking lot and tell me who's taking public transportation. So, um, but as I said, um, so you you initially, you know, find, you know, most of most places you're going, uh, whether it's a restaurant or a uh, you know, a grocery store or a gas station or a hardware store or a mall, whatever you're doing, whatever your little weekly routine may be, uh, it's mostly centered around major streets, major intersections, where obviously there's a lot of traffic. That's where businesses want to be, right? And so those streets naturally tend to uh, to get the most congestion. So I'm one. I mean, I you know, if, sometimes there's just no other way around it. There's no other side streets or other options that you can take without going way you know too far out of your way. Um, and half the time, when you you use those options, uh, you might save a couple of minutes. But we all feel that need to move, don't you? Isn't that isn't that what's really behind it? We just we we just. And I'm not I'm not as bad as many people are. We see some people driving today. They can't drive behind if they can't drive behind anybody. If they're behind someone. They have to get around them so quick. I'm not like that. But when traffic literally is not moving, whether there's an accident or it's just way too much traffic, where you're sitting in a light and the lights are changing and you're you know going from you know from red to green two or three times and the traffic isn't moving, then I'm going to say, okay, look, this there's this is a this is a traffic jam and i, and I i'm not I, I don't have that much patience i've got some patience but i don't have that much patience and then i will start the <laughs> the maneuvering uh through the side streets and oh my gosh this is a wrong this is a one way the other way up oh, and it's oh there's two one ways going the opposite direction i want to go oh oh now there's a dead end oh and many, of the, many times when I'm trying to, um, to beat the system and use all these little um, arterial uh, options to the busy streets, I wonder sometimes when I get caught into a maze where I'm having to take more right turns than I want to when I want to go left or when I'm hitting dead ends or when I'm lost uh, trying to beat the, the traffic. I wonder if I've beat the traffic at all. what have I saved? I've probably saved 2 minutes. But it was that it was that sensation of of moving as opposed to sitting in traffic. That's the worst. We will go out of our way. We may we will take all these side streets and we may not get to our de- destination any quicker than we would have if we had just waited, but we just seem to to need that feeling that we're making forward progress at all times as i said i'm not i'm not that bad i will i will i will stay in a traffic jam um i will have the patience yes i am one of those people that if there's a long line for the entrance to get on the expressway I will not go in the lane next to the line that's going to be turning left onto the expressway. I will not go in the lane next to it and go all the way to the front and then cut in at the last second. I will, and call me, you know, hey, maybe I'm a dupe, maybe I'm a goofball, maybe I'm a jerk, maybe I'm just too nice, whatever you want to call it. Maybe I'm a sap. Maybe you like to cut in, you go all the way to the front of the line, even though those of us have been waiting patiently our turn for 15 minutes, and you say, you're a sap. I'm just going to drive into that lane next to it and get it right to the front, and then I'm going to do whatever I can to cut in. A lot of people do that, and ultimately, people let them in. They are rewarded. They are rewarded. I just don't do that. I really don't. I uh, I wait my turn. I I think about how others would feel. I know how I feel when I see when somebody do that, and I don't want to be that person. So I'm very patient at times when I'm driving, but as I said, sometimes uh, even the most patience can be tried, and then that's when I start heading off to the side streets. So I like to take alternative routes and side street routes when I can, I may take a, a a busy street for a while, and then I have my own little shortcuts. And they sometimes my wife or whatever is going, where? Whoa, where, where? Where are you going? I'm like, don't worry, you'll see. And it's like, oh wow, look at you. Yeah, I I find my way. I do a lot of exploration and adventurous turns here to find ways to beat the traffic, especially the places I said that I go on a regular basis, and and you know where these intersections are, that uh, they're just. Always busy, always crowded. You can always count on 10 or 15 minutes, which should take five minutes or two minutes or one minute. So I find uh, ways to circumvent the, the traffic. And so by doing so, I am riding uh, through a lot of different neighborhoods in a lot of different places, uh, different parts of the city, uh, different parts of the suburbs. So I'm seeing streets, uh, and neighborhoods that uh, many people might not ever see unless they live in them because you're taking the main road i like to at times uh, ascribe to the um the robert frost poem of taking the road less traveled because it makes all the difference sometimes it does make all the difference in terms of time sometimes maybe it doesn't but i do get a chance to see some neighborhoods and uh, and some streets that I probably never would have seen before, and sometimes it's worth it, and sometimes it isn't, but as I said, my main goal is not so much um esoteric i'm not um i'm I'm taking the load less the road less traveled uh so I can hopefully beat the traffic. It's not so much about um finding myself or finding uh, oh look at this beautiful oak tree that I never would have seen that's i i i wish I was, you know, was that sensitive. But I'm basically taking these side streets and going through these neighborhoods um, so I could beat the traffic. <laughs> so in the last couple of weeks with the, the, the temperatures uh, inching into the 90s and upper 80s with uh, with a lot of humidity, I noticed not only on my own block, and there were several on my own block, but throughout the different neighborhoods that I've been traveling on a weekly basis, going to do my regular errands or going to different places, especially during the day, when it's hot, right you know around noon to two or three, right that's usually the the hottest time so between noon, now, usually they say about three or four o'clock is really when things get the hottest, but anytime you know there's it's hot in the summer. I don't know if I was if, if, if it's a trend or I was just noticing them more, or if it was just a coincidence, but as I was driving through all these different uh, neighborhoods, I was seeing more and more, at least in my mind, more than I usually had seen in the past, kids selling lemonade with a makeshift lemonade stand either on the corner of a side street kind of intersection or right in front of their house on their driveway or in the front on the sidewalk but i was driving down different streets and this is not just in the city and not just in the suburbs it was it was it seemed to be fairly consistent so i don't know if um You know, in an internet world, here was was is some is there something going on on TikTok about homemade lemonade stands? I don't know about. Is there some thread going on on Instagram or Facebook about? um, Look at little Johnny or look at little Janie's lemonade stand. I don't know. I just noticed, as a casual observation, driving through different neighborhoods, that a lot of these homemade lemonade stands were cropping up on streets, and you're driving by, and you know there's usually two or three kids, and uh, sometime there's a parent there with them, and uh, you know they're uh, they're always as you're as you're approaching, they've already seen you, especially you know because in some of these streets there's not a lot of traffic that comes down, so every time they see a car, they start to go crazy. This is a possible customer. And they're sitting with their little table, and um, you know the little lawn chairs, and uh, the ages vary. It seems to me that the average age, and it's hard for me to tell because I, I don't have kids, so I don't I, I'm not really maybe a good judge on what a ten year old or an eight year old or a twelve year old looks like. But I would assume just. From my casual observations, as I, <laughs> as I regret to say, I passed by every one of them. <laughs> Although I saw quite a few lemonade stands, I've never stopped at any of them. <laughs> and believe me, I see and hear the disappointment. As I said, you're driving down the side street, and uh, it's pretty easy to spot uh, You know, several box up. That uh, on the side of the street, by the sidewalk, there's a little stand with some kids. And uh, when they spot you, I mean, they go into into full metal, uh, you know, attention grabbing. They jump up out of their lawn chairs and they start screaming and waving and they have signs and they're waving for you to come on, lemonade, lemonade, lemonade. And then you're in the car and, you know, they're looking right at you with these little cherub faces. And, um, you know, you got to do your best to either not even look at them. Because I don't know if making eye contact makes it even worse. I'm not trying to be mean. I just, you know, I, I don't want any lemonade. Don't get me wrong. I love lemonade. I'm a big lemonade fan. But. I don't know, especially in today's world, you know, I mean, uh, what surprised me about the lemonade stand and, and seemed at least this last year, the the outgrowth of lemonade stands, I, it seems, I always thought, because I hadn't been seeing a lot of lemonade stands like this, you know, little kid lemonade stands. And I even, I think I even may have commented, you know, to people and just in general conversation, Wow, you don't see kids with lemonade stands anymore. In my day, you used to have lemonade stands. And, uh, but now, uh, for whatever reason, I guess every generation goes through their own little thing. But right now, at least this summer, where I've been driving, I've been seeing a lot of young entrepreneurs. Maybe it's by watching Shark Tank all the time. I don't know. I'm just seeing a lot more lemonade stands than I used to four or five years ago. And so... Uh, from my standpoint, I've got to uh, find a better way to um, to, to drive past them because <laughs> it does seem, doesn't it, it? It it still does seem a little odd. You know, there was there used to be uh, a, a greater amount of of social trust. You wouldn't think of anything. Of stopping at a, a you know lemonade stand, some little kid was doing. You never would think twice about it, but in today's world, where we you know we're we're, we're very germ conscious and and people do some really weird and sometimes uh, horrendous things. You just wonder. You you know we, we have less trust in strangers than we used to. The social contract that we had with each other. Uh, was extended much more 40 or 50 or 60 years ago. You just, you know, you you would think twice about, oh, there's a kid with a lemonade stand for 25 cents. Oh, that's nice. Well, I think I have a little lemonade. What's the difference? But today you're like, I don't know. I mean, how do they make this lemonade? What do they put in it? Are they Do are they play a joke on me or something? And just the whole idea of taking... Something like that from a stranger. And in and, and in today's COVID world too. That's that's actually ironic when you think about it, that they would see all these lemonade stands right when we're in an epidemic or a pandemic. So maybe people really don't care. I don't know. <laughs> but seeing a lot more um, and feeling just as guilty as I always have about not stopping. So my usually what my routine is I will uh I will spot. The lemonade stand from a few blocks away, if I'm able <laughs> and I'm admitting to doing this folks <laughs> if I can um, if I can turn one or two blocks before I have to pass the lemonade stand so I won't have to go through the uncomfortable drive past where I don't want to make any eye contact with the kids as they are yelling and screaming and jumping and pleading for me to stop to buy lemonade. (laughs) I do feel like the summer Grinch, to be honest with you. Um, I will actually turn a block or so ahead so that I won't have that confrontation. And then sometimes I actually get burned because then I will turn to avoid that. that. This actually happened. on on one side street uh, this summer a few weeks ago, which is why I'm bringing this up because I I started laughing to myself. So I'm driving down the street and I see on my left-hand side a few blocks in the distance a lemonade stand with like three kids and their folding table and their lawn chairs. And um, even from a distance, I could tell. You can always tell the lemonade stand. Because of that table. Kids are if kids are out playing on their front grass. They're rarely sitting in lawn chairs. That happens when you're 40 or 50 or 60. You don't sit in lawn chairs when you're 10. You're running around. So if a kid's sitting in a lawn chair on his front grass, especially if there's a folding table in front of him, odds, even if you can't see the sign or the picture or the glasses, it's a good bet that they've got a lemonade stand over there. So I've at least if there's one thing I've become very keen at identifying from long distances, especially now with my new cataract surgery, so I can see farther, um, I not only can read street signs from a distance, but I can identify uh, lemonade stands from much farther away than I used to uh, just a few months ago. <laughs> so this really happens. So I'm driving down this uh, side street, and I look for – I'm always – I'm always looking two or three blocks ahead when I drive so I can avoid a possible distraction or accident, as they used to say in the driver simulation film. Did you identify that potential hazard? Yes. In this case, this potential hazard was a bunch of kids screaming at me to buy a glass of lemonade. Forget about you know ball flying out in the street, or some kid running out there, or a dog running out. For me, at this point, my potential hazard was having to um, drive past a bunch of screaming, yelling, waving kids begging me to buy lemonade. That, to me, is a potential hazard. <laughs> so, to um, just as I like to uh, take side streets to avoid uh, traffic. Um, if I can, if there's a if there's a cross street before I get to where the uh, lemonade stand is, <laughs> I know this sounds Grinchy. I know this sounds diabolical. Uh, I will make a turn, even though I don't have to, and I might even be going out of my way. <laughs> so in so once again, this is my point. I'm taking these stri- these side streets, to save time, but then. In the course of trying to save time, these other unexpected obstacles or distractions come by, and I'm probably wasting more time if I just stayed on this, the the busy street. <laughs> so it makes no sense, really. But I, once again, there's the illusion and the the, the, the that I'm I'm making forward progress, and I'm and I'm and i 'm beating the system i 'm beating the traffic, I probably am not, especially when i 'm trying to avoid lemonade stands i 'm most definitely not saving time, so I was driving down the street and I see a few blocks up on the left side, you know three kids sitting in them um, in some lawn chairs with a uh, with a table in front of them, and I'm like, you know." I'm surprised my car doesn't even have an alarm that goes off. It's an internal alarm in my head that goes, uh oh, uh oh, weep, weep, weep lemonade stand, lemonade stand. Two blocks ahead to the left. Weep, weep, weep. I'm surprised my car doesn't even have like, you know, some kind of a a GPS or a uh you know, a, a little feature that you know self steers it away from the lemonade stand. Oh, would that be a good extra, huh? I'd pay for that. <laughs> don't get me wrong, I'm not anti lemonade stand, but I, I I I I I just I don't know. The I I if I'm going to get lemonade, I'm I'm going to get it from, you know. I mean, they're going to make it at, at home with some country time, which I think is the best kind of lemonade. I really like the Country Time lemonade. In fact, I have to mention to you—you uh, know—I've always over the I'm a big water enhancer guy. You know those little like mios and those other little water enhancers that come in little squeeze bottles, the small little bottles that you can um, enhance your water with to give it a taste. It's got very low calories, but it gives it a taste. Um, for the last several years, I've been Country Time had one, and so I loved it because I like Country Time. You know, I like the crystals that you pour in and have the Country Time Lemonade. But then they had the Country Time Water Enhancer. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is fantastic. This is exactly what I needed. I've been getting that. But this summer, I've been looking for my Country Time Water Enhancer at the places I've usually gone, grocery stores or Target or some places like that, and they don't have the Country Time Water Enhancer. They have the crystals, but they didn't have the water enhancer. I, I hope they st- I hope they didn't stop making it. Maybe it's just I'm going to the wrong stores. Or the stores that I've been going to stopped carrying it, but I, I, they might as well have stopped making it then because I, I don't know where else to go. If you're a fan of the country time water enhancer and you're finding it somewhere, please let me know where it is. I guess I could go on Amazon. They have everything. I haven't thought about that now that I think about that. That's what I love about this podcast. I'm always just I'm able to get random thoughts in my head. Why, yeah, why don't I just go online and see if they have it there? Duh. See how I'm still stuck in the, well, my store didn't have it. What store? I mean, that talk about a mindset, right? I mean, I'm, talking, I mean, I'm sure you people who are out there right now yelling at your, uh, at your device going, well, then, Jim, if your store doesn't have it, just go online and get it. Had, this has been, I would say, and I'm not exaggerating. Since the summer started in mid June, I've been looking for my Country Time lemonade water enhancer, and the two or three stores I usually go to to get, you know, our different uh, supplies and groceries and things like that have not had it, and so I have not, I have not had my Country Time lemonade this whole summer, which I really enjoy, uh, enjoy a nice glass of lemonade. Or at least, you know, water with the lemonade taste in it from, cause I like country time. So I haven't had it. And now I wonder if I could have just gone on Amazon. Reggie, the producer, when I, uh, when we get done here and I finish recording this, make sure you remind me to write down on a piece of paper, check Amazon for country time water enhancer. Yeah, duh. Wow. See how I'm, I'm, so, I'm still stuck in that old brick-and-mortar world, you know? Anyway, so I'm driving down the street. Trust me, I'll get through the story. Driving down the street, I see the lemonade stand on the left, and I turn on the first side street I can. I go right, just and it's sort of out of my way, because ultimately I was going to turn left to go where I was going. But I figured it's only a block more, and I'm I, I can I'll able to avoid these kids yelling at me to buy lemonade because I'm not going to buy it. So then I have to put my head down or or not look at them at all and just go straight past them, and it's always very uncomfortable. And they're screaming, ah! And then you hear and as and as you drive up. As you approach them, you you, you you hear when they see you, they go, as I said before, they spring into action. They jump up out of their lawn chairs. They start jumping um, and they start waving and they're screaming and they're you know, waving their arms, waving you in. Stop! Hey, lemonade, lemonade, lemonade. And then sometimes there is a parent there watching them, which is nice. And then they look at you like, you SOB, you can't stop and give my kids a, a buck or so. For lemonade, you jerk. <laughs> so there's a lot of social pressure going on when you pass these lemonade stands. Oh, and then, then how many can I stop at? Because as I said to you, I'm seeing more and more. I'm going to spend $40 on lemonade because I feel guilty. I mean, I like lemonade, but not $40 worth. And that's another thing. You know, it's a buck of glass now. I know inflation. I know, we're at 9 or you know 8% inflation, but wow, I didn't think that inflation would hit the the little kid lemonade stands. In my day, once again, grumpy old man. In my day, we didn't have dollar lemonade stands. We used to charge a quarter for a Dixie cup, and we and people liked it. They loved it. That was a funny thing when When we used to have lemonade stands i 'll get into this, but I just remember you know we mostly sold it in Dixie cups for a quarter, and now it seems maybe that 's why so i once again because i don 't stop, <laughs> I see the dollar, and that 's not what 's scaring me off it 's not the price I, you know I, i've just noticed how. The, the price of the, the lemonade at the lemonade stand, at the kids' lemonade stand has gone up from a quarter, which I would, which used to be par for the course to a dollar. But now, but once again, in, uh, to be fair, they may have the, they may be giving you a bigger glass. They may be, you know, in my day. <laughs> Boy, is that skit from Sarah Night Live, uh, relevant, at least for me. Um, you know, when I was a little kid, we didn't have the red cup you know the 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 classic red cup now that everybody has that you play beer pong with and you at every barbecue and every picnic the red cup the red solo cup right everybody has it we didn't have the red solo cup the red plastic solo cup that's that's a relatively new um product or phenomenon if they were around not everyone had them we always had styrofoam if we did but we didn't have that solo red cup that everybody has now but i remember when you would see a kid selling uh, lemonade they'd have a dixie cup i don't even know if they make dixie 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 cups anymore first of all i don't know if the name is offensive can you even have a dixie cup because of course dixie now connotes you know Uh, a civil war slavery uh, term for the South. I mean, the Dixie chicks had to change their name to the chicks had to take Dixie out of it. So I don't know. Can you still say Dixie cups? I don't think the Dixie cup had anything to do with, with Dixie, the, the, a slogan for the South during the slavery and the civil war. But for whatever reason, it was called Dixie cups, those small little cups, I don't know if they still even make Dixie Dixie Cups, to be honest. But my gosh, you have dispensers for Dixie Cups. And Everybody had Dixie Cups. You had Dixie Cups in your bathroom. So if people came over, they were going to get a little drink of water after they were in the bathroom or something, there's a little Dixie Cup with your little dispenser. Sometimes it was you pulled down on the Dixie Cup. Sometimes you pulled up on the Dixie Cup. So I remember selling lemonade in a Dixie Cup. For a quarter, today maybe I don't know. I'm assuming for a dollar. I'm hoping they're not selling it in Dixie cups. For a dollar, that same size, hopefully it's coming in the nice red solo cup for a buck. Well, that's worth it. Still a pretty good profit margin, as they would say on uh, on Shark Tank, I would think. But um, so I make a right turn to avoid this lemonade stand. On the left. And don't you know it. As soon as I turn right. A block. Less than a block down. Before the next side street. There's another stand. With. Four kids I believe this time. Whole family. And the mom sitting out there. So now. In my. Failed effort to. Avoid. One lemonade stand encounter i turned right into another lemonade encounter which i could not avoid now because this one was between me and the next turn and i had to make a turn because i had to, i in, in 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 addition to avoiding lemonade stands i was still going someplace and i'm going in the wrong direction now so i have to make either a left or a right to to get back to the way i want to go but to make that right or left i'm going to have to now pass up a lemonade stand and have the uncomfortable, awkward lemonade stand encounter, which I thought I was avoiding. And now it was even worse because there were more kids plus an adult that were all going to be yelling or screaming or the adult look at me like, boy, you're a jerk. You can't help my kids out. And the poor kids jumping and running with this youthful enthusiasm that, you know, you love to see in a kid. And then you just dash all their hopes. And you, as I said before, you hear this as, as they spot you, they get up and they they ah, 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 and then as you're as you're even with them, they're like lemonade, 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 and they're still trying to you know to to uh, to to flag you down. And then as you pass, they're still they still think that you might stop. And even though as your car is past the stand, you still hear them go lemonade, lemonade. And then they realize you're gone. And then you hear the. The lemonade chant stop and boy for that second do you feel guilty <laughs> at least I do <laughs> I get over it don't get me wrong but uh, wow there there's that's about a three second if that maybe it's a second and a half encounter that should that shouldn't even register in your mind as far as the things you do for, during the day right passing a lemonade stand that takes literally maybe a second. If you're driving 30 or 25 miles an hour, it's going to take you, what, a second and a half to pass them? But, oh, my gosh, does that second and a half feel like five minutes with these youthful, energetic, you know, um, you know, innocent kids just trying out there to make a buck and being entrepreneurial. And, you know, we we're always complaining about how kids today are, are selfish. They don't want to work. I've even been talking about a few podcasts ago about kids that, you know, teenagers not having part-time job, so here you know once again, look at me, mr. hypocrite, I'm calling the 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 kettle black here. I was complaining a couple weeks ago about how young kids don't have have jobs and you know part time jobs and they're missing out about learning responsibility and and the importance of earning a dollar and then here are some entrepreneurial ambitious kids who start their own little lemonade stand and uh, you know they're out there with their sign. They made their signs and they went and made their lemonade and they got their, their little table and sometimes they decorate the table with a cloth or something and their chairs and everything. They're out there being adventurous and 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 uh, inventive and creative and entrepreneurial and 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 trying to learn about the business world and trying to earn a buck. And I drive right past them. <laughs> So I'm a hypocrite on this. There's no question about that. But I don't drink strange lemonade. What can I say? So I don't know what's going on of with the, uh, if there's this is some new phenomenon that's going on. Are, are, are parents encouraging this? Are kids seeing it online? I don't know. But I've just been noticing a lot more lemonade stands over the last week or so, especially here as we get into the hot summer days and dog days of summer, don't get me wrong. I mean, a nice cool drink of lemonade on a hot day does go down very well. And if I was able to find my country time water enhancer, when I got home, I would have a nice You know, they piqued my interest. I might not be stopping at their lemonade stands and paying the dollar, but they certainly planted the seed in my mind like, wow, could I go for a nice glass of lemonade? And then, of course, I get home, and I don't have the lemonade water enhancer by Country Time. I've tried the Mio lemonade water enhancer, and I'm not a fan. Country Time, that's their business. They make lemonade and... And it was good. Now you say, Jim, well why don't you just buy the crystals? I don't know. I think the whole idea of the enhancer, first of all, it's much it's much more convenient. You just squeeze the bottle. You don't have to go through all the rigmarole with scooping it and putting the water in. The water was already there. You just squirt it and shake and you're off. And I guess that's what you can do with the thing. But then I th- I think, isn't I don't know. The whole idea of the water enhancer, it has less calories too. I don't know if the if the country time crystals have less calories, it may be much might more, a lot more sugar. I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm, I'm I you know I I'm not I, I have. It's not like I'm a connoisseur of lemonade. Although I do like a good strawberry lemonade or a blueberry lemonade. I do like that. In fact, the 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 the, the water re, the water enhancer that I get now, and I've been on this jag for quite a while now. Uh, is the um, Crystal Light Water Enhancer Blackberry Lemonade. See, it's in the title. I like lemonade. But I also love berries. Oh, I love all berries. Raspberries, I love blueberries. Oh, I'm not a big strawberry guy. I I, I will eat strawberries. So I'm not crazy about them. I like a good raspberry. I like a good, a good blackberry. And I love a blueberry. Oh, I love blueberries. Not my favorite pie, but pretty, but pretty close. I love cherries. I love apple, but blueberry. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I love blueberry. So yeah, my my water enhancer of choice is Crystal Light's uh, blackberry lemonade. But I haven't found a good without Country Times water enhance uh, water enhancer lemonade. I haven't had it. But what what did bring me back to thinking about all these lemonade stands that I've been seeing, in addition to feeling terrible by passing up all these lemonade stands and not giving a buck to any of the kids, (laughs) you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are. In my day, a 60, what is that? You're a scoundrel. Mr. Grinch, you really are. I mean, that's how I feel when I drive past these kids slithering by their lemonade stands. (coughs) (laughs) But they said that one time the lemonade Grinch stopped in Whoville for some lemonade and his heart burst four times the size. You know, I am a lemonade Grinch. There's no question about that. Um, But it, it, it brought me back I, Mr. Entrepreneur myself, I remember having a lemonade stand uh, one time in my life. I had it one time. And I, know, I think I know why. I made zero money. Uh, once again, I'm a realist. If something doesn't work, I move on. And I saw early on that, in my view, the lemonade stand uh, wasn't working, at least not for me. But I, I, I couldn't be, I, I, you know, as much as I enjoy talking to large crowds of people and I'm an actor, I you know, appear on stages and I talk to radio, you know, on the radio to hundreds of thousands of people. But uh, many times in a one-on-one kind of situation, I am introverted. And people would think that's crazy because I'm, I'm a big extrovert, but it is a, a weird dynamic, but it is the case. And so I, I, I was never great at, I'm not a great salesman per se like that. When I had to sell candy when I was in Cub Scouts or for baseball, I, 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 the idea of ringing the doorbell and and going door to door and asking people they want to buy candy, <coughs> excuse me, I was I just felt like I was being an imposition. That was just never my thing. And the same thing happened when I had my lemonade stand. I remember having a lemonade stand was probably eight to ten years old. And I got this idea in my head one day, mom, I want to have a lemonade stand. And she looked at me like in an odd way and I couldn't figure out why. And I'm like, I I don't know why, where I saw it, what the idea, but I was hell bent on that day, at that moment, at that time, nothing was going to stop me from having a lemonade stand. So I went in the basement and I found the card table that we had and... I found the pitcher, and we did have some lemonade mix in the house. I used to love the, uh, the, the, um, the well, Welch's, was it Welch's? But it used to be the, um, there was a lemonade mix that came in a pouch. But I always, I always liked the uh, the ones that had like Lefty Lemon Nine and Lemon Lime and Choo Choo Cherry and Goofy Grape. I can't remember what they were called now. Um but I in fact I even had the mugs of lefty lemon lime and and, and choo choo cherry and and uh and goofy grape. They used to be flavors that you would, you know, make pictures of uh of either grape lemonade or cherry lemonade or regular lemonade, different flavors. What was that kind of crazy crazy characters? I can't remember now. Anyway, so I was so we had some of that at home. Weilers Lemonade. That's it. Weilers. Weilers. That was the very popular lemonade that came in the powder. Weilers lemonade. But I used to have the um, the ones with the characters. I always like characters. I've always been a cartoon fan. I always like characters. Give me characters. Like I said, I, I my, my I loved my goofy grape mug and my Choo Choo Charlie mug and my lefty lemon line mug that were from those characters from that um, that powdered you know, drink. I never was, I always loved Nestle's Quick. Wasn't crazy about the strawberry Quick, though. As I said before, I like strawberry, but not crazy about it. Anyway, I was determined to have my lemonade stand. And my mom gave me this curious look, and I really couldn't figure out why, but I'm like, I'm having a lemonade stand. So I went out there, and I I made a sign on some cardboard, lemonade, 25 cents. Made some lemonade, put it in a pitcher, had my Dixie cups. Got a lawn chair. I mean, I had. I did everything you're supposed to do. I had all the accoutrements, if you will. I had the the sign. I had the pitcher. I had the Dixie cups. I had the lemonade. I had the table. I had the chair. I had everything. Went out in front of my house, right by the uh, the walkway to my door, right by the sidewalk where the sidewalk meets the meets the walkway. Put down the chair. Put down the table picture, stack of glasses, taped the sign that said lemonade, 25 cents, and sat down and waited for my big payday as I would, became an entrepreneur and started selling and, and making my, earning my first money. Or so I thought. I sold zero glasses of lemonade that day maybe that's a maybe if i ever went to a a psychiatrist maybe that that's my deep-seated aversion to these lemonade stands is my own uh bad experience with having my own to the point where i i don't even want to encounter one (laughs) i don't know (laughs) because i made no money i was out there for about two hours People walked by. No one stopped. I made zero money. Wound up drinking most of the lemonade myself. And I realized as I came in, distraught, a little angry, and a little depressed, even at a young age, already feeling depressed, that my first business venture had been a complete failure. Um, I realized something perhaps a little too late. I was selling lemonade in February. (laughs) I had everything right except the time of year. I don't know why I wanted to sell. I don't know why this this got planted in my mind. I have to have a lemonade stand. And now, when I when I came in, I realized why my mom looked at me so strangely. But bless her heart, she she made the lemonade. I think she had to have known this is going. This is not going to end good. <laughs> but she didn't discourage me. She helped me, you know, put it all together knowing that, Jimmy, nobody is going to buy a thirst-quenching drink in the middle of winter. Granted, there was no snow on the ground, but it was cold out. I had a coda, <laughs> and I was selling a thirst-quenching drink in February. <laughs> no, <laughs> no surprise why no one stopped, but that didn't that didn't register with me. You know, I had all the, the accoutrement. As I said, I had the table and the chairs and lemonade. I had everything. I just didn't have the right time of year. You got to sell lemonade in June, July, or August, not in February. And I think it was a week. I think it was a weekend because I wasn't in school, right? And I even remember, I think my dad, like, even saying to my mom said you know looked at me curiously but then of course went right into action and okay well if he wants to do it he wants to do it and i think my dad once again the realist you know with a little sarcastic sense of humor said you're going to have a lemonade i I, but i don't think he really and i'm so stubborn that then then when he challenged me on that uh, then i was even more driven to do it but he was he was so right I think he even said, "Well, you're going to have a lemonade stand in February," and it didn't register with me. Who cares what month it is? Uh, that didn't that didn't make I I didn't equate the two. <laughs> and I think, you know, so I think he was laughing and of course they even made me more mad so I'm going to I'm going to show him. Well, I made zero money even for a quarter in a Dixie cup. No one would stop in February. How could nobody in February in twenty degree weather, probably, or thirty degree weather, no one wanted a, a a thirst quenching glass of lemonade to quench that 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 thirst that that midwinter thirst that we all have. Most people probably had their mouths covered with a scarf, <laughs> and I'm selling lemonade. Well, I no, I wasn't selling lemonade. I didn't sell any. I was. I was—I don't even know what you say I was doing there, except wasting two hours of my time, complete futility. I—I I wasn't selling lemonade. I was—I—I I, was—I had lemonade for sale, but I was not selling any. There's a distinction, folks. I was—I was offering it for sale, but nobody was buying it. So that—that means I was not selling it. <laughs> uh, I had no money in my till. <laughs> And that may have scarred me for life against the street side lemonade stand that for some reason this summer whether it's maybe it's just hotter than usual I don't know maybe there's some some you know online thread or trend that hey have make your own lemonade stand but I'm noticing a lot of lemonade stands I'm still driving by them And I'm still having a a weird aversion to them, and the and maybe that aversion goes back to my disappointment. How forty some years ago, not one person would stop and buy some of my delicious. And I should say, I had ice in the lemonade. In February, <laughs> I had ice in my lemonade when it was cold out. <laughs> but nobody, as as ridiculous as it was, nobody indulged this, this, this bright-eyed and bushy-tailed kid who was out there showing his entrepreneurial spirit even before people used the word entrepreneurial. Nobody would spend a quarter just to be a nice person and say, kid, you're really stupid. This is the dumbest idea. You're not going to sell any lemonade in February with ice in it. But you know what? Just because you're doing it, I got to give you a quarter just for, just for having the guts to do it, even though you're completely oblivious to how stupid this idea is. And so maybe because... Dating back to then, the cruelties of the uh, of the world were taught to me at a young age. As I sat out there in my winter lemonade stand, making no money, trying to sell a thirst quenching product in the middle of winter with ice in it. <laughs> Perhaps I got a cold dose of not lemonade but of a reality sandwich. And maybe I learned a lesson. Lemonades for summer. And so ends another episode of Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic. Every Monday, a new episode is posted at WGNRadio.com or wherever you go to find your favorite podcast. We are there. And don't forget to tell your friends and tell your family, tell anybody who listens to a podcast that your favorite podcast is Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic. they should be theirs too. Your loyalty and devotion is much appreciated. Hope you enjoyed episode number 324. I'm Jim Torano. I am here on business. I'm only here for fun. You've been listening to Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic from the end of the web to your screen. Lemonade! Lemonade! Lemonade!